are listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear. And speaking of Jack's, let's go right to the phone. And uh, joining us from the Jack's in Lafayette is uh, Chris Castile. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out, and it's going to be warm. It's going to be probably T-shirt and shorts weather today. But fall and winter are going to move in probably starting tomorrow. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have gotten into camping and they've summer camped. And and all of a sudden they're going, wow, I'm just really enjoying being in the outdoors. I don't want to cut it off now just because summer is ending. I want to find ways to extend it. So a lot of them are going to start fall and winter camping. But it's going to be a different experience. So if I come into the Jack store and I come over and I find Chris and I say, Chris, I want to start fall and winter camping. What do I have to do to upgrade my equipment? What do you, where do you start? What do you ask me? How do we approach it? Well, I, you know, you definitely want to start with your uh, layering system. You know, um, typically, uh, you know, you're going to be wearing a base layer when you hike, even during the summertime probably, but you really want to kind of up that into a, a, a thicker base layer. That's usually where I'll start. Um, making sure you have the right layers because, uh, you know, as you're camping, you know, um, you're going to be outside pretty much the entire time. So you want to make sure that you have uh, the proper insulation layers, um, you know, a really good, nice, warm wool base layer, um, a nice mid layer of maybe a fleece uh, pants and jacket. And then, of course, your uh, down layer uh, jacket and a, and a windbreak jacket um, layer on the end, kind of a hard shell layer on the end. So certainly you want to start with, with what you're wearing. Uh, making sure that you have the right uh, uh, clothing. And then what next? My sleep system? Yeah, definitely. I mean, summertime sleep systems, um, you know, uh, probably around a 30-degree bag will suffice. Um, in the wintertime, especially here in Colorado, even the fall time, you know, it can get pretty cold um, at night in the mountains. So I, I recommend probably a zero-degree bag at least. Um you know, you, you definitely want to make sure you have uh, the, a warm enough bag. It's always easy to kind of open up your bag in the middle of the night if it's too hot. Um, it's hard to, you know, add more insulation to a 30-degree bag or something like that in the wintertime. Um, the next thing you want to look at is your sleeping mat itself. A lot of the summer mats that we sell here at Jacks are rated at about a 2, 2.0 or 2.5 R value, which is the insulation um, uh, grading scale. Um, but for winter, you want at least a 4.0 uh, R value pad. Um, a lot of folks like to uh, actually kind of double up their pads. They'll use a summertime uh, foam mat on the bottom and then kind of get maybe like a 4 um, R value inflatable mat to put on top. And then, you know, using those in tandem will certainly add more warmth and uh, protection from the cold ground. Um, what about? So yeah, you definitely sure you have those. Oh, go ahead. What, what about if, if I want in my sleep system, I'm upgrading, and I want to get up on a cot. Now, you and I have talked about this before, so I know what you're going to say, but how do you feel about using a cot when you're cold water, cold weather tent camping? Oh, I mean, the cot is great. It gets you off the ground. It, it, you know, it's a lot more comfortable than sleeping on the, on the ground. Um, but when you're using a cot, you got to remember that, um, you know, there's nothing underneath you. Uh, there's going to be airflow. Even in a tent, there's going to be cold airflow going underneath you. Um, so you're going to want to make sure that you still use a cot in tandem with a sleeping mat um, to provide insulation. Because, you know, even if you have a really nice zero-degree down sleeping bag, um, as you're sleeping on the cot, the backside of your sleeping bag is going to be compressed from your body weight. Um, and as you know, when down is compressed, you know, it, it provides no insulation because it's actually the warm air that goes in between the down that when it lofts up, that creates the warmth. 
um, and maintains the warmth. So you want to make sure that even if you are using a cot, to still bring a, a 4.0 or higher rated sleeping mat um, to lay on top of that cot. That will help you uh, prevent that cold air from um, from going underneath. The same with the hammock. A lot of people like to hammock camp all year long, even in the winter. Um, and, you know, I always recommend to, to either get an underquilt for your hammock or at least bring that really nice warm sleeping mat to use in tandem with your hammock. Um, if, I have, when if, I was first, oh, if I have a cot, can I add a heater to my tent? Will that help me? Yeah, it certainly will. I mean, we, you know, we sell a variety of little propane buddy heaters. Um, and, and, you know, especially in a small space, uh, you know, it'll, it'll get pretty warm pretty quickly. Um, I know a lot of hunters like to use kind of the old, old style canvas style tents, um, with stove jacks and everything like that in them. And, uh, you know, that, that would certainly be a, a great option too. a nice warm oasis from the, from the cold weather outside. Um, I've even done in the past while backpacking in the fall and winter, um, I, I would bring some small tea candles, some tea lights and light those in my one man tent. And, uh, you'd be surprised how much heat those little guys will put off. Um, a lot of times too, I'll take hand warmers and throw those down in my sleeping bag too. Um, if it gets real hot and an uh, old school backcountry hack is to boil some water before bed and fill up your Nalgene water bottles with, uh, with boiling water and throw those in the bottom of your sleeping bag. And they, they really do a good job keeping you warm for a little while. Well, you mentioned tents. What do I have to do about a tent? I've been summer camping. Are the tents seasonal too, or can I use my summer tent? Uh, the tents are certainly seasonal. Um, you know, uh, pretty much a summertime tent is going to be probably, you know, anywhere between a two and three season tent. Um, what justifies that is, uh, you know, typically there's uh, most tents are going to be a two-walled tent. So you have an inner tent um, and then an outer tent or your rain fly. Um, in the summer, the tents, uh, you know, the inner tents mostly mesh except for the bottom usually has a bathtub-style floor. Uh, made of not you know good waterproof nylon, and then it's pretty much mesh the entire way up to allow for a lot of um, airflow and uh, to prevent bugs from coming in during the summertime. Um, the rain flies on summertime tents sometimes they don't come all the way to the ground. A lot of times they're just kind of covering up the the top part of the the tent, the inner tent. Um, wintertime tents, in contrast, the inner tent is going to be mostly nylon. Um, typically, there's just a little bit of mesh towards the top to allow ventilation. And the rain flies themselves are going to come all the way to the ground and sometimes even extend the ground um, with what's called the snow skirt. And that actually goes past further the, uh, from the bottom of the, of the tent so that you can uh, cover that actually up with snow when there's snow around. And then that creates kind of like a vapor layer, um, keeping the warm air in your tent and the, and the cold air out um, or preventing new snow from coming up underneath um, and uh, – keeping you warm in that regard. All the tents are going to have vents, though, towards the top um, because condensation can still happen even in the wintertime. Um, so you want to make sure that, you, that you know, your, your tent does have some kind of ventilation system. Um, but yeah, We're running out of time. We're running out of time here, um, Chris, but I'll do all the Jack's Outdoor stores have a, a great supply of tents and bags and things? Has it been, have you been able to keep everything in stock? Yeah, for the most part, yeah, we, we certainly have a, a wide variety of zero-degree bags and colder. Um, we also have sleeping bag supplements like uh, sleeping bag liners that a lot of people, you know, if they don't want to invest in a giant winter bag and they have kind of a summer bag, you can kind of help get that down lower using like one of the reactor sleeping bag liners, which we sell. And we sell a, a variety of uh, three- and four-season tents. 
So come on in, folks, and we, you know, ask for your friendly camping associate, and they'll be happy to show you um, the, the winter options that we have available. All right, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Great information. No problem, Terry. Thank you. It's been a pleasure as always, and I wish you the best of uh, the rest of your day. All right, thank you. Chris Castillo from Jack's Outdoor Gear in Lafayette. We're going to take a time out, and we come back. Chad Lachance is going to join us, and we're going to do compare and contrast fishing in Minnesota's North Country to fishing in natural lakes to reservoirs right here in the West. On Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan.